You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Abbott is February 10th. It's Wednesday night. You know what that means. It's the Fightful post-show review for AEW and NXT I am joined by Robert D. Felice, who was just covering uh, NX, or I think it was AEW. I was covering on, AEW. Covering AEW for Fightful. Uh, Alex Palowski, who covers Raw and SmackDown on FightfulSelect.com for Sour Graps. If you wanted a 100-minute solo <laughs> review of Sour of, of Raw, you got it with Alex Palowski. Well, I, I mean, <laughs> you, I think you should qualify it with good because I mean, if because there are some 100 minute reviews out there that I wouldn't watch for yes. an hour and 40 minutes. I people tell me it's good, but it I, honestly, good. it's it's just me yelling into my my laptop camera, and, and apparently people like it, so I, I'm glad. Joel Pearl, who has absolutely no stake in Fightful and no reason to say this, says that he enjoyed it. I mean, it got some of the best reception I've ever heard one of your shows get. Well, that's good. Yeah. So I mean, uh, check that out, guys. And like I said. Everybody keeps asking when we're moving Fightful Select over to Fightful.com. It's a process. I'm not a developer. We've got a team on that. When that, I, I told Jimmy, when that happens, Alex is just getting free reign. Like, whatever he wants to do a show on, I'll be like, have at it. Have at it, homeboy. Sounds Enjoy. good to me. <laughs> Enjoy it. Uh, so, guys, make sure you check that out. Lots of stuff going down this week. I had an interview with Shaza McKenzie that I'm sure that you guys would really, really like. I've got an interview dropping tomorrow morning now. With Matt Cardona, I usually drop those at noon, but at 11.30 a.m. Eastern, we will be doing the Triple H media conference call. I think we're the only people that stream that live, so tune in. And this weekend, of course, we've got a UFC pay-per-view. We are now uh, streaming the watch-alongs for pay-per-views on uh, this channel. Uh, we're probably going to do an NXT watch-along as well on Fightful Scraps because getting those watch hours up. So there's just lots going on. Please check it out. If you like action figures especially, uh, check out my conversation with Matt Cardona on Thursday. But we had two incredible wrestling shows tonight. I was just entertained so much tonight. NXT had a particularly hilarious set of promos. And I just thought were funny as hell. As is tradition, we are going to cover AEW first though. Uh, and it kicked off with an awesome match between Joey Janela and Darby Allen. 
Darby Allen gets the win, retains the TNT t- championship. We asked last week, why is Joey Janela getting this match? When they put it in perspective, his, his yearly record is 2-0. and I'm like, yeah, okay, sure. But this match kicked a bunch of ass. This first, was great. First of all, I like the theory that Darby just wanted to fight him because he's like, you're not doing enough. And I'm going to bring it out of you. And boy, did he ever, because this is the best thing I've seen Joey Janela do maybe since All In, like three years ago almost. And this was good. I want more of this, Joey. Darby was methodical. He worked the arm. Imagine that. You know, there's psychology in this match. It made that even better. And this was good. This is what a TNT title match should be, a good mid-card title match. And it went like 10 minutes, and it was hard-hitting, fast-paced. But the thing I liked about it was they they, they did the old, well, they're, they're fast-paced guys and they're brawlers, but they're, they're doing the technical wrestling thing. And let me tell you, this is a far cry from when Big Show and Kane did this on an episode of Raw, and it's like, wow, they know wrestling holds? <laughs> this was good, is what this was. This was fantastic. I love seeing this out of Joey Janela. And uh, Fightful.com broke the news. Uh, quite frankly, here's what happened. Brett Lauderdale of GCW <laughs> said, should I post news now? And I said, no, let me break it. And he did. So <laughs> we broke the news that GCW Collective uh, will be running uh, in Tampa. I ain't going. No offense to them or anybody else. But I'm going to try to interview a lot of people in conjunction with that show. Uh, Ryan B. Jam says, best Joey has had since the Cracker Barrel triple threat match. I was there for that. Wow, that was a lot of fun. Um, but this was a fantastic performance from Joey Janela, too. Yeah, it shows that when he's motivated, he can go. And I think we need to keep him motivated because, honestly, he was getting to a point where he was doing more on the indies. And I'm like, oh, and just maybe let him go do that. And this made me go, no, there's a reason he's here. It's just he hasn't been spotlighted. And now I think he needs that spotlight. So I think a lot of the times he had the reputation as like, would he even want to sign anywhere? He's king of the indies. And when I talked to him, I think it was last year, he's like, no, this is my dream. This is what I've always wanted. I've wanted a full-time salary deal to be a professional wrestler, and that's what I got, and that's what I worked for. He was like, you know, because there's, there's a lot of people that are like, oh, my gosh, really feel like a sellout. I don't think he's sold out at all. He hasn't been on TV, but when he has been on TV – between the Cracker, Cracker Barrel Triple Threat, this, the stuff with with Omega, the the awesome vignette that they had with Sonny Kiss. Like, when he's on TV, some cool stuff happens. I do understand that it's not always easy to find a place for a Joey Janela. It's like, what can you do to really maximize that guy? Uh, he clearly has a good vision for himself, though, but I thought this was a blast. A total blast. I, I I I've always thought of that like Darby Allen as 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 a character would prefer to die in the ring. Yes. Like that that's what he wants to do. And one of the reasons in my head why he would say I want to wrestle Joey Janela is that guy's just crazy enough to do something that will cause me to die. And like I think that he should find like they were doing this really cool thing with him. And uh, and Moxley for a while, where it looked like Moxley was like, "Hey, kid, I like you because you're crazy." And and Darby Allen says, "You have no idea how crazy I am." And I think that that's a cool thing to like keep going with Darby is that he just listen. I, 
I don't care what you do to me. I can't wait to be put in that kind of pain. Like, that's just who this, who this guy is. Well, let me ask you, Alex, how do you think Darby Allen feels about dying in a parking lot? I think he feels great about it. Well, that, that might be what happened. Sting came out and did a thing with Tony Schiavone later. <laughs> and you see Taz in his pickup truck. And he he's such a shit heel. He's such a shit heel. He's great. He's just he's little and powerhouse Hobbs <laughs> tower over. Hey, hey, Sting! <laughs> in his pickup truck. Check out what my friends are doing. <laughs> They're shading Darby up. It's one of those things. It's like, man, it's so stupid that I love it. And here's the thing: it's like you. As far as like the the bar goes, I watched a man get lit on fire last month. Sure, set on fire. Mm-hmm. So it ain't even that crazy. Multiple times I've seen people set on fire. So I'm just like, oh, okay, sure. Yeah, I mean, and and that's it. That was Sting. Sting left. Put, put, I, putting putting a guy in a body bag and dragging him through a parking lot. That's really tame compared to what we've been seeing recently. Yeah. So. I am going to say at this point, you have to stop advertising. Sting is going to speak to Tony Schiavone. <laughs> and then he like gets a there. weekly segment now. Like, I don't think you can advertise it. It's just standard. You do, like, and then he gets there and he doesn't say anything because yes. Taz interrupts. And then I got to say, Sting, for a guy who jumped the fence, he jumped a fence. He wasn't running pretty quickly to go yeah, save his yeah, I'm say, Sting in hot pursuit. That's, Whatever that pursuit was, hey, it wasn't hot. Hey, he's got stenosis. Let's let the man. Let's get the man. Yeah, don't say he's in hot pursuit. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, bad. Evan Wright says, I appreciate them mentioning the past matches Joey and Darby had instead of ignoring it and pushing it inside and, yes. or aside embraced. Yes, I love that. You, you're rewarded for watching the show. And that's what I always appreciate. Also, guys, I didn't mention this, but I appreciate Super Chats as well. Uh, donate one. Get your question or statement read on the air. Please limit it to one question per Super Chat. Unless it's a big monster one. Then I'll just let it slide. Rafael Garcia, friend of the show, says, On Mondays, I'm like, ugh, wrestling. Then Wednesdays, I'm like, F yeah, wrestling. I thought this Monday was actually one of the better Raws in recent memory, but that bar is hello. Low and everybody who saw my elimination chamber take thought that I hated everything in wrestling. So there you there you go. Well, uh, we see the young bucks backstage and they're talking with the good brothers. And Daniel R says LAX versus Young Bucks next week. I'm pumped. If this impact relationship does anything, I'd be like, hey, uh, we're sending a lot of stuff your way. How about you just let us use that that TM? Of LAX, please. And oh, by the way, we're, we're going to use it for Diamante and Eva Lise and Miranda Alizé as well whenever whenever we do that. And they should be one big group. I'm surprised they didn't do that. Triple A and Conan involved and then it gets weird. So, you know, they're just doing their own thing fair. for now. Fair, fair. But um, <laughs> bucks. So apparently... I when I read in the review last week that MJF had eliminated one of the Bucks, that was wrong. It was Santana and Ortiz. Apologies for that. But this is how I laid it out a couple weeks ago. I was like, okay, the Bucks faced the winners, but they also faced the people that eliminated them. I, I like that. Could we be setting up, Robert, for Santana and Ortiz against 
uh, MJF and Jericho, could they win the tag titles next week? Isn't that interesting that you actually have a scenario where the Young Bucks could lose and it would almost make more storyline sense? Yeah. Because now we got this inner circle match. And I almost want to see it happen because I think the Young Bucks saved tag team wrestling for 10 years. I don't think they're doing a lot with those belts. I think they've hit a point, as much as I hate this phrase, where they've transcended the importance of the titles. And right now, they could be feuding with the Good Brothers without the belts, or even for the Impact belts. So maybe we do see Santana and Ortiz pick up the win next week. That would be, I mean, that's the thing. That seems like a a no-brainer. You go LAX against MJF and Jericho for the AEW titles, and then you go Young Bucks, Good Brothers on Revolution for the Impact titles. Like, I think that'd be a lot of fun. I think it'd be a lot of fun. Um, Ryan B. Jam says, if Good Brothers retain their tag titles, uh, give me Good Brothers as Pack and Phoenix for the Impact titles at Revolution. That's the, that's the beauty of it. There are so many teams available. There's so many things white hot right now. It's, it's fantastic. There are options. There are freaking options. Well, you know what they say, Sean. That open door swings both ways, so it's uh, it's gonna happen sooner than later. Let me tell you that that forbidden door being is open to New Japan style tag finishes, apparently, because that's that's what we got. Uh, But (laughs) Nightmare Family, Cody Rhodes and Lee Johnson defeated Peter Avalon and Cesar Bononi. Lee Johnson has not won a match until tonight, and he's teaming with one of the top guys in Cody. Now, when they had announced this week, oh, well, Aaron Solo and Nick Comoroto joined the Nightmare family. I'm like, what does that even mean? Like, they never come out together. That changed tonight. We saw Lee Johnson highlighted. He gets the pin. Cody is in a unique position where 14 years ago, when we first saw him, he was being led by a veteran in Hardcore Holly. Uh, now he is the veteran leading Lee Johnson. Robert, how how do you feel about this? I mean, they, they announced afterwards, officially, Lee Johnson signed. It's something we had discussed in the chat. Pretty sure he was signed last year because, uh, as Brian D'Amber says, he signed. Guy also deserves it. He was having to go through PR last year to talk to me. So, I mean, I assume that he was signed prior. I thought when you join the Nightmare family, you're signed, at least. It okay. seems like a bonus. Sorry to interrupt. I asked Cody that the other day. When Cody does not want to answer questions from me, he sends me pictures of his dogs. I got a picture of his dog. <laughs> like, like that's just his way of being like, his nice way of being like, I ain't answering your fucking question. And <laughs> so if I get a picture of a dog, I'm not getting my question answered. Got is one. it always Pharaoh or like, is it a different oh, dog? Yeah, he's got that? various dogs, various okay. dogs. I don't know if that's something I'm supposed to kayfabe. It's like, I don't know. I don't know if you know, it's like, like <laughs> no, the hidden, the hidden Frizzly family member or something. You know what I mean? That's not on the show, but there you go. Uh, th- this was what it needed to be. Arn Anderson, and we have the article up on Fightful, was asked, how do you feel about managing a tag team? And he said, give me a couple weeks and I'll tell you. I guess now we know <laughs> this is what he meant. Yes. Um, Cesar Renoni is... Somebody who NXT, they gave him an award, called him the breakout star of the year. We'll keep an eye on him. And then they did nothing with him for three years. And now he's on Dynamite. So good for him. Peter Avalon is a veteran who deserves the airspace. I still think Cody really messed up by putting that world title stipulation on himself because he's 
bigger than this, but he's doing what he feels he needs to do. And this is a win overall. I mean, if they ever want to take that back, he could beat MJF and MJF could say, I'm, I'm, I'm opening this forbidden door, yada, yada. But I know that he probably does not want to go back on that because it is such a wrestling thing to do. Um, Lee Johnson's promo. I mean, obviously he's getting a little bit, he's getting started out, but not bad, not bad. Uh, I'm just glad to see him on TV. Also, one of the highlights of the match was that pump handle slam that, that, uh, like pump handle suplex Cesar did. That was cool. I'm all for that. Um, we, uh, see Adam Page backstage, and there are a couple segments. There's one where Matt Hardy's like, hey, hey, come to the bar with me. Come to the bar. And you see the Dark Order, and they're awkwardly like, oh, my, funny running into you here uh, next to all 10 of us. Well, maybe we'll see you later. <laughs> I'm liking this this awkward stuff with them. They're about two segments away from getting the rom-com spot on TNT following Dynamite. <laughs> and it's, it's a good thing. It's leading to something very fun. Hangman is a, a guy who can easily pull contracts out and switch contracts. And Matt Hardy doesn't notice these things. I'm pretty sure Matt doesn't drink anymore. So he doesn't have that uh, reason for not noticing. Very interesting that Hangman's just like, here, sign these instead. And Hardy goes with it. And uh, most people weren't going to notice that because Hardy, they, they, it was really clever how they did it when they were at the bar. Hardy's throwing away drinks and all that stuff. And while Hardy is like, I want this documented. One, he gave a reason for the camera to be there, which I like. But then while he's doing that, Hangman is switching contracts on him. I like it. I really enjoyed that. That was very clever. Nerd Guru says, Arn subtweeting WWE was, today was great. Like, why... Don't even post a video saying who had the best spine buster if you're going to be petty and not put the guy who invented the spine buster in there. Like, yeah, yeah, that's that's the bad kind of petty. That's the petty that it just shows that you're being petty. You're not even clever with it. it your social media is going to be fine without a who did the best spine buster video. You're, you can think of something else. My God. Uh, Honest Man Dave says, I thought Sh- <laughs> Cody was in it so they can say that, that Cody lost uh, in the Shaq build. I should have known better with AEW. I'm a little bit confused about that. Uh, Shoddy, Shoddy Lee. Oh, oh but, okay. Yeah, Lee Johnson. Uh, it would have made sense, but they're not going to have Cody lose. They're going to have yeah. Cody stay strong, and then they're going to have Jade Cargo pin Red Velvet, and Shaq is probably going to hit a clothesline. And yeah. maybe an elbow drop if he can get down, and that's that's okay. Just not not to criticize you, but when you when you write that, it's shoddy like a shotgun, not like shoddy is and not good. <laughs> a little bit of a difference there. Evan Wright says a- Anna J looked uh, pissed at Hangman. I love it. She always looks pissed. I'm beginning to think she could have a role as the exalted one. She's taking over this leadership role where she's kind of telling the guys what to do, and it works. Yes, it does. Reminder, guys, get those super chats in, just like Brian DeAmber, where he says, the look on QT's face when he doesn't get mentioned as his trainer is priceless for me. Do you think that leads to something? No, I think they had a chance with Bunny, and they didn't go with it. I I think QT is a lifer for the Nightmare family. Evan Wright says, Lee Johnson era has now begun. I mean, good for him. Good for him. Um, 
he he deserves it. He very much deserves it. Uh, <laughs> we uh, we also had somebody that said it's been a while since my last super chat. But what, in your opinion, would it take for names such as Sammy Callahan or Eddie Edwards to appear on AEW Dynamite? Sammy Callahan is the most obvious one because Moxley has to make a call, and you got the Switchblade conspiracy in a title match, in a tag title match. You can do so much with them. I'm surprised they haven't pulled that trigger. Eddie Edwards is in a weird spot because he used to just be the technical wrestling guy, and now he's like, I'm basically an ECW original, but not yeah. really. I don't know. He's, he's Tommy Dreamer is what they're they're making him. I mean, yeah. that's, that's just what they – I mean, they quite, quite literally ran a he's a Tommy Dreamer clone storyline, and – I don't know if that's something that the original Tommy Dreamer is still going. He's got a world title match this weekend. I don't think you need a clone necessarily. Uh, Eloquent says Lee Johnson better not lose for the rest of 2021. I don't think they'll go that far, my friend, but um, I'm, I'm glad that he's getting more of a push. That's for sure. Well, pack beat the living shit. Out of Ryan Nemeth. And let me tell you, if you're going to have Ryan Nemeth on your show after the kind of performance he had last time, I think this is a pretty good spot to do it, Alex. Didn't mind this a one bit. If there's one thing that runs in the family, it's the ability to take an ass whipping. <laughs> and he did it really well. <laughs> I thought this was good. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm all here for, for Pac uh, destroying everybody he gets in the ring with, just with the power of his anger. Uh, and I, yeah, it, it's great. And yes, uh, learn a little something from his bro on, on how to get this, this, this shit kicked out of him. Uh, yeah, that's this, some good. That's fine. Everything's fine. I, I wish more matches were set up like this where like you didn't know what you were in for when you signed on for this match. And maybe then you'll get a rematch down the line and maybe you will be prepared for it. But right now you you had no idea what you were in for. Uh, Robert, uh, any thoughts? Do they do they not? Well, obviously, this is why you never see Ryan Nemeth get an entrance because they don't own the rights to I Am Perfection, okay? And he's doing the 2009 Dolph gimmick perfectly, but I'm going to need something else because Dolph is still going and he's going pretty strong. Yeah. And yeah, it's uh, not doing it for me. Dolph and uh, Ryan against Eddie Edwards and uh, Tommy Dreamer. Let's open the Forbidden Doors. <laughs> I'm good with it. I'd, li- I'd like him to to gradually play all iterations of his brother's gimmicks so that in a couple of years, he's just out there screaming, it should have been me. Oh, God. Let me help you there. They do have Vicky Guerrero. Do they not? I mean, <laughs> we can do this. Oh, my God. Guys, please remember, leave a, a thumbs up. It really helps us out. Rob says, because of Robert, I'm going to call TNT and pitch. From the people that brought you Thunder in Paradise bring you Dark Order in Paradise. <laughs> I think that, that's the crossover we need to see. And Volub says Hangman Page has 300 IQ using big brain plays to screw Carney, Big Money Matt. Matt Hardy has made so many different alterations of his personality work. I love that he saw that what they were doing was not working and he's like, all right, I'm going to have to pull out one of these ideas. And when I talked to him two years ago in the middle of the broken stuff, he was, or the woken, whichever one it was, he was like, oh, I got at least two more. And that was, that was a year and a half ago. So I'm sure he's got more in store as well. Uh, 
Rob Reed says, I'm getting a kick out of uh, Dolph trolling Ryan. I haven't seen that yet, and I need to to look that up. And Evan Wright says, the pack DDT cell was insane. Yep. I mean, if, if you're going to have him on the show, again, I didn't think that Nemeth's first appearance was necessarily all that hot. If, if he's there to get his ass kicked and he does it like this, I ain't going to complain. Well, backstage, MJF... <laughs> has all of inner circle hit the bricks. They, they all leave. And uh, he talks with Sammy and he very blatantly puts his phone down. Now, Sammy had already said, Hey, cameraman stay here. But MJF taps his phone as if you wanted to show him he was recording it. And this leads to Sammy attacking MJF. MJF makes a big stink about it. Goes to Jericho. He's like, Hey man, this happened. And Jericho's clearly not happy. He's clearly not happy, but they got a match, Robert, and they win the match. And it was a good match. Like there was a point I was like, oh my God, are they going to have Anthony Bowens pin Chris Jericho after that, that shot? I was like, oh my God, it's going to happen. They sold me a ticket there. They're very good at that. Uh, I thought the acclaimed did really good building this up. I mean, I was posting stuff in the chat. Like they were posting videos all week. When they get a match like this, they take every opportunity they can to build it. Uh, so there was a lot that went into this match. How did you feel by the time it was over, Robert? I think the build was cool. The fact that they didn't knock MJF and they basically said, MJF's a great guy and Chris is high school sweetheart and, you know, he's great. And then they go, hey, put the creative programs together. You know, yeah. that's a faction idea. That's a trio idea for that inevitable trios title. Uh, the Sammy stuff was good, as you said earlier. They're giving reasons for the camera to be there, and they're acknowledging the camera, so we're not playing that stupid thing. I This is good. Ultimately, I think they dropped the ball in the inner circle. It was never as strong as when Jericho had the belt. Sure. But Sammy is ready to break out on his own, and he said, I need some time away from this place. Sammy in the X Division, I... Uh, Sounds real good. Here's the thing. Right now, he's a mid-card guy, upper-ish. You see it with Private Party. You go over there, and it's like, oh, my God, AEW guy's over here. Top of the top thing. And here's the deal. If you're in Impact, you're like, shit, man. Got to accept it. Got to gotta do it. Got to deal with it. I, I mean, it's, it's good for you. It's good for your career. Uh, Eloquent says the Acclaim music videos are awesome. They are. I, I really enjoy them. And... Sammy came out and he's just like, hey, I'm done. It wasn't the typical wrestling trope of someone has to get jumped out of the group. Now, it might lead to that, but at least it didn't start like that. Evan Wright says, inject Sammy versus Bay and Sammy versus Ace Austin. I mean, my God, if th- those are two like big, big, big future matches. like, yeah. and They're not future. They, they might happen in a few weeks, Robert. They can happen next week and I'd be okay with it. And specifically, you're naming two people, Chris Bay and Asa Austin, who could go over to AEW and appear as stars. And that is important, too, because at some point, Impact has to start going over there with some other representation outside of Gallows and Anderson, who are more Bullet Club guys than Impact guys. But I think we're getting to a nice crescendo with this working relationship. Drew Nicholas says, intrigued what they do with Sammy quitting. There are layers to the story, and it could go so many ways. Inner Circle's finally feeling hot again. 
And I mean, I, I agree it's never been as hot as when Jericho had the title, but I, I don't know if it was supposed to. They did make it seem more important by MJF being like, oh, I, I want in this. And I'm intrigued about where it goes. Is he trying to run the inner circle or is he just trying to destroy it and eliminate another threat for the title? And Raphael says Chris Bay is the only one I, I want to see get a win over Omega. Chris Bay and Ace Austin are two AEW-ready stars right now. They are television stars, not just great pro wrestlers. Yeah, they are. They get it. They get it more than a lot of people, even in NXT, or in some cases, the main roster of WWE, get it. They have a good presentation. They feel like they've wanted to do this their whole lives, and it shows. Josh Hardenis says, how long until the inner circle is over? Alex, any predictions there? Well, I mean, I think I think you're going to see them get split. I think you're going to mm-hmm. see them get split. And I think that, that if you can see them split uh, pretty soon. And it might be one of those things where, like, um, I saw some people who were like, the big swerve is that Sammy and MJ have been working together the whole time. And they're actually in cahoots to get rid of Jericho. There's all kinds of crazy ideas that listen that I believe AEW's creative team could make work if they decided this is what we actually wanted to do. And we don't even know what their plans are or if those plans might change. But I, I love, I've always said, for, and since MJF started sniffing around, I was like, I need an NWO white and an NWO wolf pack type split for the inner circle where it's like the inner circle and the outer limits or whatever, whatever they want to <laughs> call the ridiculous thing that they, they would call the split. I think it'd be really kind of uh, fun to see how that goes. Ryan B. Jam says between Nia's hole, Charlie like in DP and Denise saying she's got it from both sides. It's been a strong week for blue chew. Not tonight. Well, they're not our sponsor tonight, but <laughs> eventually don't, don't you worry. Uh, <laughs> Rob Reed, actually, that was the wrong super chat. Uh, Nerd Guru says, Dark Order starring in Monty Python movies. Please. (laughs) Uh, John Doe says, Anna and Conchi, Impact Women's Title. I would love to see more. I mean, Impact's got to reload on on the knockouts division. You can no longer look at that and say, "Ah, best division in the world. They lost a bunch of people, and they could lose another one. They just lost... Kylie Ray, Tessa Blanchard, Taya over the course of a few months, and Jordan Grace's deal is up in May. So, I mean, that would be big. And they brought those titles back because they were so stacked. There's plenty of people for them to go out there and get, but I think that they should be like, hey, what can we what can we get over here? Yeah, it's kind of sad that just two months ago, it was, oh man, look at this women's division. They need to show AEW how it's done. And then you lose Kylie, you lose Taya. Sue Young is off being Susan right now. Uh, yeah. They don't have Tessa. And as you just said, Jordan Grace. And that would be almost a, like a death blow for their division to lose It'd Jordan. be hard. Because, I mean, they, they got Deanna there, and she's great. But, I mean, they like got her on a Legends Killer tour right now. They got to keep bringing in people to feed to her. And eventually, you're going to run out of people. Yeah. They... <laughs> They need to reload, and Anna and Tay do need to go to another place where they could look like bigger stars. I mean, if if you were to meld the AEW and uh, Impact Women's divisions, that's that's an incredibly stacked 
thing. Like if you figure out a way for them to kind of cross over whenever you need them to, and you can have title for title type things, you can have a lot of fun stuff. But I mean, like, yeah, give me Thunder Rosa versus Diana Perrazzo. Can I have that, please? Yes. Uh, Kenny Omega was golfing. We'll talk more about that later. That was fun. Uh, but Jungle Boy did an interview. Any any advanced thoughts on this? This seemed pretty run of the mill. Uh, no, except they Jungle Boy was the guy this week that they had go. Yeah, I'm gonna say the word bitch, and I'm intense. Like, okay, bitch. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, probably the least. Uh, it was probably the more, most underwhelming thing on the show, but. Something that I liked, Thunder Rosa and Layla Hirsch. My God. And when you are in there with Thunder Rosa, you're fighting. (laughs) You're in there fighting. And I like this because Layla Hirsch went for some more aerial offense. We saw some more things out of her. This was a great display for Layla Hirsch as well. But Thunder Rosa still looked awesome. This is the kind of match, even if you're putting it in the 930 slot, Alex, this is the kind of match you want to see out of AEW's women's division. This set the tone for that tournament. Oh, absolutely. And it was in the 930 slot. And there was yes. a picture-in-picture commercial involved in it, too. Yep. Like, like they, they give you this great tournament with all these great women in it. But if they're still putting it in that death slot where the one women's match of the week goes... That's not great. You should figure I don't out a disagree. way. To... I don't disagree with that at all. Yeah, it, it was. It was a fantastic match, but it was still in that spot where it always goes. You could feature this more. You could hate. You can know what you could do. It's a big tournament. You could have two women's matches in one episode. I mean, I don't yeah. know. I, you could you can get crazy and have three. I mean, but that's 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 too <laughs> much. That's too much. So on in that same vein. Then they announce the Japanese matches are going to be on YouTube. And I haven't been on Twitter, but I can only imagine that it's going to be very upset about this. Normally, I would have a problem with that, considering the fact that production's probably going to look a lot different. They they don't, the ability to agent them the way that they want, even though they have Emmy Sakura over there, and Emmy was helping out an awful lot when she was over over here. I get it. I understand that. But it's like, Mm, maybe do something else. Maybe just do a a completely different tournament if you're going to do that and then just fill out the rest of it. I don't know. Um, But we have a lot of super chats about this. Brian DeAmber says, Hirsch for Team Taz for me. She fits the mold. I think she'd be perfect for Team Taz. Yes. I think she would be fantastic. Ryan B. Jam says, send Ivelisse and Diamante over to Impact to go for the women's tag titles. That sounds... Like the best idea you could have. And to me, it's weird that that didn't happen a long time ago because Diamante had an in there. She had people liked her there. I mean, for the love of God, I don't know if uh, Kiera's her girlfriend or fiance, whichever one, working there. Eva Lease was about to go there and they canceled it like the day before. So, don't know. Uh, and I mean, that's that'll happen. That'll happen. Uh, Jose Flores says Thunder Rosa is not necessarily smooth in the ring, but in the best kind of way, it's gritty. That's something that I think this division needed. Robert was somebody that can do that. And the women that she's been in there with have shown that they can keep up with that. They can do that too. But Thunder Rosa really does bring that out of them. I think when the women's revolution boomed, it got very, pretty in the ring and it was yeah. her Karana's and oh look we can do you know reverse frankensteiners and we can do everything 
acrobatic that they do. But a good fight always transcends no matter gender, no matter anything. And that's why you need more matches like this. And I hope Thunder Rosa takes this through the entire division. Can you imagine her against Aja Kong? Just like trying to fight their way to the top. I mean, you this know, is... I've talked for weeks about how good Britt Baker's transitions and her chain wrestling was. Then she hung right there with Thunder Rosa while while Thunder Rosa laid it in. That that's what you want, right? Yeah. This is this is what the division needs. And I think by the end of this, they will have a spot that isn't the death slot. Yeah. Oh, when they start getting into like the quarterfinals and semifinals matches, if they're still getting the 9:30 p.m picture and picture commercial slot that you can't do that stuff yeah i agree and for people saying oh maybe that's how they formatted the show you don't have to format the show by gender like that like you could have swapped the the tag team match the the nightmare family match Mm -hmm. from earlier and it would have been just fine and to an extent i get that oh the ratings speak and the women do this with the ratings but at some point you have to give them the ball so they can prove that some of it's just circumstantial, and they do this because of the slot that you put them in. John Doe says, what if MJF screws over the Bucks, LAX win the title, and at the, M- at the pay-per-view, MJF turns his back on Jericho, and they beat him down after the match? Well, I mean, you say, what if? That's one of the options, and that's the beauty of it. There's yeah. so many options about this, John, and that's that's the great thing. You don't know what's going to happen, but anything that does happen, you could be like, oh, I could see that happening, and that makes sense. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. You love it. Not for nothing, but we also all know uh, Gallows and Anderson were pegged for the inner circle. It's That's information that's out there and they will use. Well, I don't know if they want the information that they were pegged out there, Robert. Uh, well, <laughs> Nerd Yuri says, Becky versus Asuka always feels like a fight. Yeah, that's that's one of the things I like so much about them. Uh, we did, oh, uh, we have Kian Kian and SRS been following you since the other show. I can say you're a Dave Meltzer of 2020, well, hopefully for longer than that, not just this year. <laughs> Jesus. Who breaks more credible news now? No one. Well, I take pride in that. Thank you very much. But hopefully, hopefully it ain't just for this year. I'm trying to buy a house. You'll have a good year, kid. I'm getting LASIK. I need to, I got to pay for it, man. Come on now. Lights out, match. 
God damn, this is good and ridiculous and such a New Japan finish. The new th- this match had people with Impact titles, AAA titles, uh, New Japan, like every damn company in the world. There were crazy spots. Kenta doing that double stomp onto the table. Jesus Christ, man! God. Oh my God, this is unreal. When wrestling is good, it is the best thing. Yep on planet earth and this was everything that wrestling shouldn't be but it can be now and this was great by the time you look around and realize you got the iwgp us champion he's got the belt with him now by the way which i think is awesome you've got impact guys you got phoenix who's got ties to impact ties triple a even when you look at it ties to mlw it's wrestling is converging into one place and it's so fucking good. It's great, and it needs this. Daniel R. says, who beats Omega? hope it's not for a while. Uh, Hangman Page, I think, is who beats Omega, and I don't think it's going to be for a while. I loved the finish. Lance Archer took the pin but was protected because it took the Impact Tag Champions beating his ass. Not just that, it took them literally putting him up on Omega's shoulders. And even then, I was like, Omega can't do this. Yeah, he can do it. He hit the one-winged angel. There was a spot where Omega got potatoed, and people loved it. Uh, Evan Wright said he potatoed him is line of the week. Sorry, Naya. And Ryan B. Jam says Shane O'Mac still throws worse potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> and the sad reality is if Shane McMahon – kickboxed most of the WWE roster, he would win. He is trained with Phil Nurse, a legit guy. But when they get into the ring, you're like, what are you doing? What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Evan Wright. And, and I mean, realistically, that's more how you want to do it than raising your fist back sure, like that. But sure. it just looks bad. We've been conditioned. And uh, yeah. Volub says, aren't Matt and Nick working hurt anyway? I mean, Matt still has that ankle thing, right? Wouldn't be surprised if they dropped to proud and powerful. It's a knee thing. I feel like Matt's been working hurt since the back thing, like three years ago or however long. So, I mean, here's the thing. When I did my last interview with Vince Russo, it was like two or three years ago. And everybody would assume he'd be like, bro, young bucks suck. I hate them. He's like, listen, I can criticize a lot of things. I can't criticize the Young Bucks for not selling. They sell like crazy. They are fantastic at selling. Matt Jackson's one of the best sellers there are. I was like, damn, that surprised me. But I mean, it's when when people, when he reaches for his back and people go, oh, is it happening again? I think it's a pretty good indicator of uh, they can they can sell their asses off. Eloquent says they made Kenta look like a star. Double stomp. They are. Robert, they're making him look like a star. Yeah, and I think if Kenta, who lives in Florida anyway, if he's here, let's use him. He got jobbed in WWE. It was one of the strangest runs I've ever seen anybody have. He is motivated. He They have a fire under him. There's a Mox match. There's a Kenny match. There's Hangman, there's so many matches for Kenta. And it's just getting started. Kenta, who's pissed versus Pac, who's just forever upset. That's a match that people want to see. I gotta say, this this co- popped me. Cosplaying <laughs> HBK's interest. 
That was good stuff. Uh, Jake, John Doe says, Excalibur saying Jake should not have a live mic was line of the night for me. And um, I touched squirrels, says, did you guys see the post-show New Japan-esque Bullet Club press conference with Omega, Good Brothers, and Don Callis? I didn't. I didn't see that, but uh, I will I will uh, seek it out. And Evan Wright says, one of the best main events to Dynamite ever. It was a blast. It was a phenomenal episode of AEW Dynamite. Uh, it was really, really good. And guys, make sure you leave that thumbs up and make sure you send us a super chat. But guys, you know what? What were you saying, Robert? It's it's disturbing that this uh, company has had more shows at Daily's Pace in front of no fans yeah. than they have in front of a live audience. Because this has been the best main event in Dynamite. I think this is better than Omega and Mox. This feels like so many people should be watching. Joel, send your super chat again. Evan Wright says, excited for Kenta to get the NXT stink off in the U.S. Me too. And by the way, guys, if you send your super chat at like 7 p.m., it it goes away. You got to wait until the show starts. But uh, this show left me feeling fulfilled, guys. Left me feeling satisfied and happy. Kind of like a bowl of Magic Spoon. And just one of them is all I need. That's all I need to feel fulfilled. When you're trying to cut down on carbs, sugar, unhealthy food, you realize, ah, you can't eat really anything anymore. You can drink protein shakes and all that stuff, but you can find a more delicious way to get your protein before and after workouts or even switch it up some. Maybe maybe you're drinking those shakes and you're like, you know what? I want something different. Magic Spoon has released a brand new variety pack. When you go to magicspoon.com slash Fightful, you save $5 off your order when you use that promo code Fightful. They released peanut butter as a limited edition flavor last year. It sold out three times. I begged them to add it to their variety pack, and they did it. They've got frosted, fruity, cocoa, and peanut butter now. Zero sugar, 13, 14 grams of protein, only four net grams of carbs in each serving, only 140 calories per serving, and you're going to be filled up when you eat this stuff. That's my favorite part about it. You're not going back and back and back for more bowls. One of my favorite things to do is to combine the cocoa and the peanut butter flavor. It's like you're having a peanut butter cup cereal. It is so good. One of my favorites. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. Make sure you guys check it out. They're so confident in their product. It's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it, they will give you your money back. No questions asked. Magicspoon.com slash Fightful. Get that variety pack. Use the code Fightful at checkout to save $5 on your order. Just order a variety pack. If you don't like it, you can get your money back. Hannah says, I ate Magic Spoon on my stream last night. See? And she said, first time ever with milk. She had never eaten cereal with milk before. So see, even if you're demented, like (laughs) Hannah, Magic Spoon leaves you fulfilled. Yeah. Oh my gosh. What a fantastic show. Oh, Joel Pearl said, money for the much-needed Alex Marvez clothing budget. <laughs> oh, like Alex, bud, it's tax-deductible, my man. <laughs> Get some stuff for your wardrobe. Oh, man. NXT, what a show they had. Now, for the last, really, year, it's felt a lot like progressing towards raw light it did not feel like that tonight alex i loved this show tonight great wrestling entertaining promos 
we even mentioned in the chat, Robert, eh, it's a go-home show. We know how WWE does those. This was not one of those, Alex, but how'd you feel? Well, here's the deal. You know, you know what is the secret sauce for NXT and has been for years? Dusty Classic, man. Yeah, like you, you 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 let NXT do tag wrestling with with stuff on the line with stakes, man. That's some really great stuff, especially when you get down to the point where, like, you know, I don't know who's winning this. Like, those yeah. are the best. Like, is the women's match you kind of figured with with Dakota and Raquel already in the in the finals? You kind of figured out who was going to win that. But the other two, the, the two men's matches, honestly, were kind of up in the air. And I'm. Uh, I, I was I, I was very uh, intrigued by that, and you're right. We got some fun promos. Yeah. We got some matches made. We got we got some uh, some some backstage attacks. Always fun. Didn't happen in the parking lot, but still backstage yeah. counts. Uh, this was this was some really good classic NXT stuff. Ryan B. James in his super chat. You all should get yours in as well. He says, surprise, Marvez is my new favorite thing. Makes him feel like a legit sports interviewer. He is a legit sports interviewer. (laughs) He has been for 25 years. He is one. But yeah, nice to see after commentary didn't work for him. Yes, I'm glad they did not keep him in commentary. He ain't good at it. He's good at this. Yeah. So, yeah. I am Lucha said Lacey can be bank breaking. Keep up the great content, fellas. I've been saving for a while. I've, I've, yeah. Hopefully, I can actually get to the appointment. But MSK defeated Legato del Fantasma. Get the hose. You know what? Just unhook the hose. I'm drinking straight <laughs> from the spigot on the side of the house here. Full blast. Ah, this ruled. Oh my god! So many spots I had not seen before. MSK is kicking ass. Legato del Fantasma was awesome. The hip toss moonsault mm-hmm. off the, the, the slingshot. Whoo boy. Yep. This was amazing. This was what should be happening on the main roster with tag team wrestling. Mm. Everybody can relate to having a brother, a sister, a father, a, a son, a friend that they want to achieve greatness with, that they want to share that joy with. Do you know who can't, though? Who? Vince McMahon. Wow. Vince I mean, McMahon can't relate to having anybody that he that he believes is an equal and a partner in fair. his life. So he so he doesn't understand why anybody would be in a tag team. You're better than the person next to you, so you should be out on your own doing stuff. So I'm gonna split you guys up. That's what he does with every tag team. And and I I honestly believe psychologically, that's why. Why would you want to share in the glory? Wouldn't you want to have all the glory for yourself so you, you yeah. break them apart? But this, but you're right. Like tag team wrestling at its core is about two people working together to 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 achieve a goal, and it's something we should all be able to relate to. And it certainly is a lot of fun to watch. It, it, whether or not the the goals they're trying to achieve are for good or for bad, if they if it's the heat, they're still trying to work together to get somewhere. And the the matches tonight with, with the heels and the and the well, it was a tweener in the later, the last match, but like on each side, they're trying to get to that goal. That goal being the Dusty Cup. I thought it was great. Yeah, I, just one thing, real quick. Everything we've always heard about Vince says his favorite act of all time, maybe his only favorite act as a fan of wrestling, is the Valiant Brothers, a tag team. I don't understand why he doesn't get 
tag team wrestling. I think he's just been spoiled by the idea of the Bret Hart's and the Shawn Michaels. And he assumes everybody just wants single success. And this tournament proves that we need Shawn and Hunter kind of running the main roster at times as well. And the, the thing is, you're seeing more people now than in the last 25 years realize, ah, no, our money is in being a tag team. We can't be Edge. We can't be Shawn Michaels. And there's nothing wrong with that because you can be a, you can be a team. You can be a team. David Glenn says, uh, who would you pop harder for if they won Sunday? Uh, Dunn or Mercedes? Um, I I gotta admit, I am painfully uninterested in Pete Dunn. And these these promos are not doing it for me. Like you, you've got the the WWE way of scripting it, and you've got the NXT standard way of scripting it. Here it is: you cut in, they say something serious, then they say something clever about a nickname or a gimmick, yeah. and it's like. It's you just know, and on Sunday I'm going to skin the cat, yeah, and take his title. Did he say that? No, but probably. (laughs) Probably, cat's got the cream or whatever the hell he's like. I'm, I'm the, I'm the cat with the claw, whatever. Um, the thing about it is steel, but on Sunday you're going to be as nervous as a cat shitting razor blades. Whatever, one of those. Yeah. Um. Uh. The 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 tragedy of Pete Dunne is that he was quite hot about four years ago when he yeah. when he took the title off of tyler uh, tyler Bate at that at that takeover that he was he was so amazing and young and just like like oh my god the world's his oyster call him up now like do something with him he's you can make him into the shooter on the main on the main roster where he's just breaking dude's fingers because he feels like it all kinds of stuff no they're just gonna keep him plateaued forever until it felt like he's got his little glass ceiling that he can never get beyond. Whether or not that's true, it's how it feels watching him. So we always feel like that's this is basically what we're going to get from here on out with Pete Dunne. They're going to have a great match. Oh, of course. Cool. cool. They'll have a great match. Uh, and there's really nothing else to add about that entire thing. Uh, the Nerd Guru says, Stellar stuff from both shows. NXT's best go-home show since 2019 Survivor Series. And finally, they announced that a women's tag title shot was at yes. stake. It oh would have been criminal. They? Yes, yeah, they did. It oh, would have been wow. criminal if they didn't. Mm-hmm. Thank God. And your reaction is 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 perfect. Is the perfect example of that. Uh, yeah. So uh, we see the Mercedes uh, Martinez video package, but then they go to Zia Lee defeating Cora Jade. Casey and Caden are at ringside, and Caden goes up to talk to Tian Sha and says, "This is not Zaya." This is not Zaya. And I'm like, what? <laughs> this is what she says. Three three things in different succession, 14 times in a row. What did you do to her? This is not her. This is not who she is. This is not who she is. This is not her. What did you do to her? Like over and over. Like you got, if, if that's all you got, we got to script something for Caden in that spot. And I'm working. like, I'm like, Caden, listen, I think you're great. You need to watch the show. She's been getting <laughs> beaten with sticks. <laughs> Who she was ain't who she is anymore. <laughs> yeah, I just love that them coming out for like she's had a few matches since she's been back. The winds of change are upon us, Caden. <laughs> like they they could have come out at any point. They're like they wait till like our third or fourth match to come out and be like, what? 
what's happening, Zaya? I, we were friends, and now we're not friends anymore? And Casey's like, you should have come to my party. There was no masks. It was fun. <laughs> Rafael Garcia says, Casey is going to need to wear a mask if we're taking that heel kick. So here, he- here's the thing. So there's a reason Casey did American Ninja Warrior and not the Japanese Ninja Warrior. Because, like, look, uh, Americans ain't built like the Asian <laughs> countries. We're just not. And I don't know why they're not watching the show. They're like the spirit of a dragon is in this lady. <laughs> she's and she, she she's busy to going it. to Chili's. Like, what are you talking about? Why isn't she watching the show? I, she's I guess at Texas so. Roadhouse partying. What are you talking? Come on. Oh, they got good man. toast. I'll give them that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Scarlet is backstage when in William Regal's office. And I just liked it. She doesn't even seduce Regal. She's just like, give him Santos Escobar. And Regal isn't even like, don't twist my arm. He's like, yeah, sounds like a really good fucking match. Why, why wouldn't I do that? Sure. Next week. You got it. <laughs> I, I, I just, I just love that. She basically Jedi mind tricked him. She was like, Santos Escobar next week. Yeah. Karrion Cross, Santos Escobar next week. You're on. Like, okay, great. Great. Fantastic. Yes. I loved it. Um, so Santos Escobar sends Legado del Fantasma after Killer Cross or Carrying Cross. It don't work. Man, I was like, so he's like, oh, you just sent your boys to die. That was, that was fun. Honestly, I feel like if this is if this is a, a way to make sure those two guys can't be at ringside next week, that's good. That's good writing. Like Santos Escobar sent his guys to attack and and put out. His opponent next week, his opponent put out his backup. Now Santos is going to be out there next week or all alone. That's that's good writing and storytelling. I like that. Ryan B. Jam says, so I must have missed something last week. Why is Twitter trolling Casey? Yeah, she if you went... search it for five seconds, you'll find it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just just search it. Uh, she's running around without a mask. And considering the events of last week and people getting fired for doing that, I Probably not the best idea, I would I would imagine. Rafael Garcia says, hold on, let's talk about McKenzie doing an interview while Santos puts a hit on a man and she doesn't say a word. Snitches get stitches. Man, there's so many great times where you watch and everybody's like, this begs a follow-up. Like, like <laughs> Lars's last interview, he talked about feeding glass to children. Listen. And Michael Cole just moved on like it was nothing. Listen, I've been on these WWE calls. They say one question, no follow-up. You're stuck. You're stuck. <laughs> I, I think we need to, you know, phrase it. As saying we need more color, maybe then they give it to us. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. Oh man, uh, this Johnny Gargano thing. So <laughs> Austin Theory said, by the way, he's out of the match. It sucks. I'm going to make Kushida pay tomorrow. Johnny comes out. He says he's got a broken arm. He says he's got four fractures in his dominant arm. He's in a power walker. Austin Theory puts him in a wheelchair. Johnny is such a natural heel. He's so good at this. But he was such he was a good, good baby face. <laughs> and as, as it turns out, people who are really good entertainers one way might just be good entertainers another way, Alex. Yeah, yeah. ruled. Rafael Garcia says, I swing my arms when I walk and it hurts. <laughs> so I'm in a wheelchair and you know how I feel about wheels. My favorite part about this is as he's talking, he's waving his injured arm around <laughs> in the sling 
My he's favorite, so good. My favorite part was William Regal comes out and like you can dispense with the charade, <laughs> and he's like charade, charade. What it look like to you, Dennis Charadman? Like, I'm done. I'm done. This is the best promo I've ever seen. It was so amazing. It was hilarious, and Kashida being behind them, and yeah. even Austin Theory. As much as as I don't want to give him credit, him being like, ah, yeah. Oh shit! <laughs> that was, that good. was good stuff. Good and then, stuff. then they had a match, and you know what's gonna happen, right? You know, Kashida's beaten Austin Theory. It ain't going to a finish. I think it could have been fine, but um, Austin Theory looks every bit of a star. Uh, he really does. But, eh. mm. but oh man, just everybody knocked it out of the park here. Kashida keeps staying strong. He keeps winning. I couldn't love this more. Dexter Loomis came out to help. I do not care about him right now. Right. This ruled. I I don't care about him either, necessarily. And again, I don't know what his ceiling is. I know what you do with him. But if what he's doing for the time being is just effing with Austin Theory and acting as Kushida's serial killer guardian angel... I'm all about it. Like, let's just, let's do that for the time being. We'll worry about next thing whenever. Like, I still say his best gimmick is to draw the future of his opponent and hand them a drawing. And then that thing that he drew happens. I think that's a really cool thing to do. Do that. I've been banging that drum for a long time. I hope it happens. I really hope it happens. Uh, we get video packages for Tony Storm ahead of the EO Shirai uh, match. We get one for Imperium as well. Uh, Johnny. What, what I liked about the Imperium one is it's just those three guys. Yes. The only thing we see is that. And the last thing that you hear is Walter speaking. I'm like, oh, that's a really cool little touch. Yes. You never see Walter. You just see the other three guys, but you hear Walter. Like, that's cool. I like that. Johnny's backstage. He says he's going to use this match to remind everybody he's Johnny Takeover. Cool. Cool. All for that. Uh, <laughs> Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart defeated Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell. I mean, a bit predictable because we know who else is in the finals. Mm-hmm. We knew they're going to go babyface and, and heels. This match slapped. It was awesome. The finish. Amazing. Ember Moon hits that that eclipse just perfectly every single time and Candice LeRae just selling it and then landing in the spot that she landed and then the Shotzi senton on on Indy which was a thumper looked like an honest to god finish this was dope uh Alex I got all the time in the world for this I got all the time in the world for them facing these people off Afterwards, the the fight face off, and then them saying, "Hey, by the way, this is for a tag title shot." Praise the Lord, get those goddamn titles on NXT already. Yeah, um, I, uh, I I I really lo- I really love this. I think that that uh, Shotzi and Ember uh, together somehow just work. Like it, it just it's like Ember with her weird wolf mask with light up eyes. <laughs> And Tank Girl coming out on the tank it just feels like a really weird Mad Max sequel, and I'm I'm fine with this. Uh, uh, and yeah, the the finish as you said was great. I loved Indy uh, basically trying to save her mom. Like it was just that's what it feels like. I yes. feel like Candace is a very motherly figure to Indy. So like throwing herself over Candace um, to 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 take the brunt of it, but then realizing oh no, I'm legal. 
So saving Candace really doesn't do much. Now I'm getting pinned. That's cool too. Um, yeah, this is this is all great. And uh, I mean, my, my thing is, I, it it does feel to me like the the ultimate comeuppance uh, for Nia at the hands of Lana is losing the titles to Lana and Naomi, who are a perfect transitional champion to get the belts on Dakota and Raquel and let them reign and actually defend those titles on all three brands often with Raquel looking like a damn star, make, let them reign for a year. Like I'm, I'm so about like putting the tag titles on, on a team that matters, that works together really well, having defend it and letting NXT go up to the main roster and defend those titles often. As good as all that sounds though, I feel like, uh, Shotzi and Ember will end up winning because it will be easier for them to say Ember's back on the main roster yeah. and now we have Shotzi too but everything you just said is what should happen Yeah. Nerd Guru says Raquel somehow powerbombing Nia for the win is best for business unless <laughs> what Alex says come to fruition and she chokes a lot of things uh, yeah I think it should be Raquel Raquel is money also so is Cameron Grimes. Holy <laughs> crap. <laughs> Holy so, crap. Well, when I thought it couldn't get any better after Johnny Gargano, this when, happens. Yes. Now, the thing is, we see him pull up in his, in his you know, new, hot new ride. You got the suit, not wearing a shirt, uh, brand new hat, glasses. I was like, this, this, this guy does not, like his gimmick, before we found out what it was, um, doesn't scream money. So, like, did he hit the scratch off lotto? Like that. That does. This guy doesn't seem like this. And he's out there. I'm like this. This guy. Look, he's basically the million dollar man crossed with hillbilly Jim. This is a classic gimmick. And he's then, Jamie Noble. He ex- then he explains what actually happened. And brava. Like that. Oh. that like fantastic. The fact that to the moon was the stonk catchphrase and they capitalized on that is something WWE does not usually do. No. Um, I mean, they'll make a couple of cute little references. It's his character now, and I'm all for it. Yeah. They're like, nobody knows to the moon better than me. (laughs) This isn't a super (laughs) chat, but yes, he is the living embodiment of stonks. Yeah. He, uh, here's what I love. He didn't get involved in the stocks because of Reddit. He said he liked, he played, I don't know if you got, the, they got these new things called video games and I <laughs> ran out of video games. So I had to go to this place called GameStop and I said, I'm going to invest my money in these here stocks. So, oh. uh, so absent the whole craze, he got in on the ground floor before the Reddit thing happened. And just so happened to cash it in when the things went crazy, and then he then he he bought dog coin. Dogecoin is what it technically yeah, it's supposed yeah, to be. Yeah, but Doge he calls coin. it dog coin. Yes. And I think that's great because of course he would. Um and, and he just throws money everywhere. He's like, this is this is great. This is a this is basically uh JBL, but just a little bit more country. Just a little bit more country. I'm in. I love I'm it. In. And and guys, I just gotta say. This is my portfolio. Kiss my grits! <laughs> Kiss my grits! I got a realized gain of 40% over the last year. I'm doing great in the stock market. Kiss my grits. 
I love. I just it. love that he also kept. He said, "I'm I have money that I can do whatever I want." Yes. William Regal, you want me to wrestle zombies? Kiss my grits. <laughs> That's great. That's so good. This was, was amazing. So good. I love it. This was comedy done right. Um, <laughs> and uh, we have another super chat. Uh, Joseph Cray says, all in on this million-dollar cam. For a second, I thought this promo was headed towards a Twitch reference. I did, too. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, no, are they going to rub that in? Because that'd be mm-hmm. dumb. That'd be dumb. Ryan B. Jam says, do you think this means we can get women tag titles, uh, the women tag champions get a Mania match with the NXT women in it? Dakota and Raquel challenging for the titles yeah. deserve WrestleMania. Deserve yep, They deserve WrestleMania. Oh my God, this main event. Another good one. And the Grizzled Young Veterans are stars. They are stars. They win. They they go on to the finals to face MSK. Uh, how'd you feel, Alex? Um, I I I do think Grizzled Young Veterans are stars. Um uh I think it would have mattered more had MSK beaten Timothy Thatcher and Tommaso Ciampa, especially. Um, As it is, MSK versus Grizzly Young Vets gives us what we want. It gives us two brand new star acts that we have never seen before. Tommaso Ciampa at this point is kind of old news, even though, as you said, he looks like a different guy now. With like the hair that he does have growing out in the back and the crazy beard, he looks like, like a movie from 1989 where a Vietnam vet goes crazy and decides to kill everybody. Well, let's say it how I said it. When haircuts were men. That's exactly. what he's got right now. That's exactly When right. haircuts were men. The early 90s when Arn Anderson's like, nah, I'm keeping it. Uh, earthquake. <laughs> nah, nah, son. Earthquake was 26 with that haircut. <laughs> That's so and, that, true. and that is not hyperbole, guys. No, no. He was 26 yes. years old when he squashed the snake. Yep. He was a young... It's crazy, right? He was Dominic Mysterio's age when he squashed the snake. And now here's the here's the crazy thing. Tommaso Ciampa looked older with a full head of hair when he came out with Muhammad Hassan in 2005. <laughs> yes. In fact, when I told Muhammad Hassan that the guy that came out with him was a big WWE star, he goes, no, that was over a decade ago. How? He thought that this man was like 50 by now. <laughs> and I love it. It makes him look like a badass. It now. so does. It so does. It's different. It's yeah. different. The match was great too. Like uh, I'm, I'm very, I, I hope this isn't the end of Thatcher and Ciampa together. That yeah. promo they cut going into it made it look like they were really on the same page and really just loved kicking people's butts. I'm, I'm really into them continuing this i i feel like if they, if they wanted to they could easily be future tag champs in this division because for for half the show tonight because did, i didn't want to google it i wanted to remember it on my own i forgot who the tag champs were in nxt because the dusty classic is kind of takes takes over that whole division and i forgot who it was i was like oh right it's it's only and danny we haven't seen them forgot in a couple of weeks so i forgot about them and, and for but, some reason, they took their superstar manager away yes, from them. That's true. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. What? Okay. 
Oh, that was NXT. My God, it was fantastic. Guys, please leave a thumbs up on this video. We had listen your boy today. It was a good time. Uh, subscribe to Fightful Select. I have not plugged it a lot today, but I have had a ton of stuff up there. If you're wondering where Buddy Murphy has been, where he's really been, got it on Fightful Select. Royal Rumble alternates, got it on Fightful Select. Have a bunch of MLW Filthy Island news up on Fightful Select. Alex is reviewing uh, Raw and SmackDown. We had news on Matt Cardona and his WWE departure. Bad Bunny's insane merch sales, and I mean insane merch sales, are up there. Uh, Nerd Guru says, at this point, Undisputed Era have to be move up, sadly. There's, there's like, nothing for them now. Like, I don't know what they could possibly do. Maybe dress different from one another. That would be a good idea, I think. And Nick says... Champa protesting WWE becoming the man bun company. It's not that. Did you all see that thread? The everybody in NXT or everybody in WWE has the same haircut thing. No. Oh no. Everybody's got the undercut, the shaved oh, sides, and yes, the long yes, top. Yes. And you had Alexander Hammerstone there who posted a picture of himself, and he said, "Ah, shit," because <laughs> one of the popular beliefs was that he cut his hair because everybody was like, "You look like Triple H. You look like Triple H." Now mm. it's like, "You look like everybody in WWE." Yeah. <laughs> What a bummer. Robert, tell the people where they can find you. You can find me on Twitter at DudeFelice. You can find me pretty much every single day on Fightful.com. Please check out the interview I just did with Matt Dickey of M. Dickey Games. Talked a lot about Virtual Basement's game. Talked a lot about his own game, the uh, Wrestling Empire, where he says, hey, it's coming to Steam by the end of the year, hopefully. And hey, everything coming will be free. That is incredible. He did... Great work on that, guys. It's doing really well. Uh, we've obviously stepped up our gaming stuff between twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming and FightfulGaming.com. So, Robert, kudos to you for that. Uh, George Yamin says, Adam Cole should be in Money in the Bank. I wouldn't hate that at all. He, I, should, just, yes. he should just win it from The Miz, and I'd be fine with that. <laughs> Alex, tell the people what you got going on. He should be. He should take Miz's spot in the Elimination Chamber. Let's be honest. Like, yes. Good Lord. Um, yes, I, I did a full half hour on the Elimination Chamber being terrible. Already, you can tell it's going to be the worst one ever. Uh, and uh, a full half hour on the Lacey Evans situation. And then I did an hour on everything else on Raw. I have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> so you can follow me on uh, on tw- on the Twitter at uh, Alex Sourgraps. And who knows what, what SmackDown will bring us. But I'll talk about that probably for an hour and 40 minutes on Saturday night. Shout out to our friends Virtual Basement in the chat. Can't wait for the wrestling game to drop. I legitimately love playing Mean Greens. That game is a blast. Uh, Guys, check out Denise's channel. I did a video with her. It was, how well do you know your BFF? And like we say that jokingly, and then I think about it, and I'm like, wait a second. I have spent more time with the people on my podcast than I have with any of my friends over the last several years. I have spent more time with Alex Pawlowski than any other human, not my wife since 2016. So uh, that was a lot of fun. Go check out her channel. I just want to say I'm already outdrawing Matt Cardona on her channel. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. So make sure you all click on my Matt Cardona interview tomorrow morning. (laughs) Until next time, we're out. (laughs) 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.